Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, what is up, Saturday Nation? Hey, special treat today. Uh, you're going to hear from my buddy Mark Victor Hansen and his lovely wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. They just wrote a new book called Ask. We're going to be talking about that really cool concept. I won't give it away right now because we talk about it in the interview, but really cool concept. The book is called Ask and the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. It was such a it was such a thrill to have Mark and his wife on the podcast because you know me being the father of four girls always like that shot of girl power so it was great to have both of them showing up you know Mark he's the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books that literally took off cultural phenomenon uh, over a half of billion times the book has been published also something you may not know Mark has actually given over six thousand speeches <laughs> as a speaker that's crazy to hear that many times so anyway you know mark i'm i'm sure you probably have definitely have heard chicken soup for the soul uh mark co-authored those books with jack canfield crystal his wife is also an accomplished author entrepreneur and a real wellness nutrition expert i mean she's written books you can find them on amazon as well weight loss uh, living free of depression, freedom from anxiety. They're just a really cool couple sit down and have a chat with about following your dreams. So, hey, let's dive right in. This is my interview with Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Here you go. All right. Hey, today I got a very special guest, Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal. Welcome, guys. Thank you. So happy to be here with you, Sam. Beyond delighted. Yeah. Oh, come on. You did, of all the famous people you've been with, this has got to be punching down just a little bit, you know, talking with Sam Crowley. Come on, you, you guys are legends. You've been around forever creating all this great content. But you can say that. I appreciate it. If you, even if you don't mean I appreciate that. Yeah, no, the, the truth is, is that I define an entrepreneur as somebody who finds a problem, fixes it, scales it, makes a vast profit. As you know, I wrote all those money books like One Minute Millionaire and Cracking the Millionaire Code and Richest Kids in America. The point is, America's got one hope right now economically, and that is we uh, spurn uh, more or uh, gadfly inspire more entrepreneurs than ever. And that's what our book Ask is doing right now. I mean, like the other day, we got 121 letters from people saying, God, it transformed my mind. It got me out of the cocoon. It woke me up. It made me think. And, and now I'm, we're saying everyone should buy two of these, get a buddy, a partner, a, a spouse, whatever, and go through every question in the book. Because of all the, look, I've sold a half billion books, as you said, and, and, you know, I could not be happier having written 312 books, but this one, Crystal and I wrote, and it is yep. the most transformative book, I think, on the planet right now, because it's selling as well here as in Vietnam. So it's sort of a, an amazing, crazy time, because everybody's cloistered. 
So you guys are authors, you've written books together separately. Why now? Why this book? Why, why, why this book right now? Crystal, I'll ask you that question. Why now? So we are just so privileged to meet so many cool people in the world. We travel everywhere, normal, pre-COVID. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and we just love people. But what we started noticing about people is, um, you know, there are really two groups of people. Um, both groups are talented, skilled, want everything in life, likable. They have all these fantastic qualities. But we noticed like this one group gets what they want. And there's this other group that in spite of having all of these talents and, and potential, that they're really falling short of what they want in life. And we're like, what is it? This, this woman could be running a city or this guy could be you know, the CEO of this company and they're barely getting by or they just don't have that confidence or that feeling that they can do anything. What is it? And what we really, when we drilled down, it came down to your ability to ask in life, your ability to ask for what you want and ask the right questions, formulate the right questions that lead you to the next steps that lead you to better outcomes. And as we started drilling down further into it, we realized that our, in our own lives, the ability to ask the right questions at the right time in the right way were exactly what allowed us to transcend every problem, every horrible situation, every adversity. Yeah. And if we hadn't had that ability, who knows where we would have ended up. It, the outcome would have been a lot different. So we had, we're like, we need to share this. It's, it's an yeah. important principle. Okay, so I and do simple better is the motto of the Everyday Saturday community. I, I am simple, Sam, okay? This sounds even simple for the guy with 20 college credits. Most of them are gym and health class. Okay. So let me just set the point. Okay? Did you pass? No, no. I didn't even show up. I was literally on double probation. That's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. Okay. So generational poverty. Okay. Mom and dad were broke. Mom and dad were divorced. Mom had an alcohol problem. Grandparents were divorced, had alcohol. You guys make it sound so simple. If you're asking me to ask, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to hit it right back into your court. How does somebody with no blueprint, no DNA, no money right now, right. ask even, even, even come up with the chutzpah to ask somebody anything? Where do you even start? Like, where do you start? Well, we did, so we wrote it. I'll do it. But we said, look, you got to ask yourself, ask others, and then ask God. I'm bankrupt. I'm upside down. I'm on the other side of scratch. I came out of Danish immigrant families. I thought everybody spoke Danish. I thought everybody went to the Danish Brotherhood on the weekends, but I'm in New York. I built a fairly successful business, but I was building out of plastic in 1974. Oil embargo hit. I crashed and burned, lost $2 million. I learned then you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong result. You go south. I said, how do I go bankrupt? So I go to the library, check out a book, how to go bankrupt by yourself. Now it's funny, but it wasn't funny then, Sam. I'm in Hicksville, truly, in Long Island, New York, and sleeping in front of another guy's bed for six months. So I know what total have-notness is. I asked myself, what do I want to do? And because you and I are in the same business, or we are, the three of us, I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that matter that would transform their life inevitably and instantly. I go to my roommates, three of them, and I ask, I say, hey, guys, you know anybody that's young, not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a celebrity, not a Broadway star, that's making money as a speaker. And I said, yeah, this kid out in Hawpog, Long Island, New York. Well, he, he's a few years older than you, but I think you can relate. Here's my ticket, go. I race out there, listen to this guy, mesmerize an audience for three hours, at the end of which he became my best friend. Ultimately, I walk up, I shake his hand, I say, 
I got to ask you, will you teach me how to do this? Cause I want to do what you're doing. And he said, look good. The chance you make it is one in a thousand. You're not going to make it, but you stay out of insurance. You go in life insurance and I'll teach you what to do. I own the real estate market here and all the five boroughs. Anyhow, long story short, I did a thousand talks a year for the first three years. People kept coming up and saying, you have that story in the book. So the first book we did was called Stand Up, Speak Up and Win. I sold 20,000 copies at $10 each. I tripled my income in, in one year and, and all by asking. And then I asked the audience to buy. I said, this isn't a New York Times bestseller, an international bestseller, but it's my bestseller. And I want to sign you and your, or <laughs> your dog if you have one. The point is everyone right now is in this cocoon. And we're saying you got to ask your way out of it by asking yourself, asking other and asking God. And this is a tremendous evolution, revolution. She's had the same experience. And that's why we wrote what we were finding is one of the more important books in, in life change now in history. I love it. I love it. With Crystal, what 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 was kind of the breakthrough with your ask? Like that channel? Was it was it God? Was it somebody else? Like what was the breakthrough where you thought, holy cow, this this is it. Like this works. Right. You know, it's always for me, I, I think it's always the combination of those things. It's like being able to ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And, it, and when all of those things come together, you start to break through. That's what moves you along your asking journey. And so um, I think one of um, my biggest um, disasters in life, and it's not, I, I don't want to say disaster, one of the most difficult times in my life was when I was very young. And um, I was one of those kids who found high school to be pretty easy and boring. So I decided yeah. to accelerate my curriculum and graduated at age 16. Thought this, you know, there's nothing here for me. And I married my boyfriend who was five years older than I. So not a great life plan as it turned out, you know. That was not Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Mark. <laughs> so two and a half years later, I find myself in a new city, baby on my hip, divorced, and honestly, no idea, no family and friends, no idea how I'm gonna support myself. So all I could think of was to apply for food stamps. So that day, that first day that I was standing at the grocery line ready to turn my food stamps over for the groceries and diapers. I had this epiphany that hit me so hard. It was like suddenly a light was shining on my head and I was in the spotlight for myself. And I, the question, this question dropped into my brain and it was like, how did I get here? Followed by a second question that was, are you doing everything you can to get out of the situation or are you taking the easy way out? And it was like my moment of truth. Cause I, the second, I asked myself that question. I knew the answer. I, I knew I wasn't doing all that I could. I wasn't tapping into my, re whatever I had within me. I didn't even know what it was, but I knew that it just, I was kind of taking the easy way out. And, and it would have been easy for me just to slide into that, you know, victim role where it's like, oh, I'm young and, and I'm a mother and no, there's no one here to help me. <clears throat> but that didn't feel right to me. And so as I was turning over those food stamps, literally I had had a shift in my, in my soul. And I was saying to myself, this will not be my future. I decided mm -hmm. right then, because those questions just triggered something inside of me. So I went home to my little apartment where I was getting, you know, eviction notices every single month. And yeah. uh, I, I started asking myself more questions. Cause I'm like, I don't have any, any answers, but I have questions. You always have questions, even when you have no answers. And that's the beautiful thing about asking. So I just started asking like, who would hire me tomorrow? Where could I work? How could I make money? And then I remembered hearing, oh yeah, I heard those about those temporary service agencies on the radio, you know, Kelly girl. So I called them up, you know, asked them what I had to do to apply. They said, fill out the paperwork, tell us what you've done in the past. Fortunately, I 
worked in high school, I, you know, at the clothing store, the greatest clothing store that we had in our little tiny town. And then I worked in my dad's <laughs> legal office and a few things like that. I started working at Taco Time when I was 14. I told him I was- Taco 15. Time, Taco all right. Time. Yeah, I told, I had, to, I had to lie and tell him I was 15 to get the job. But anyhow, so put all my experience down and uh, started getting jobs. They would call you and say, do you want this job? We have a week long project or this or that. You can say yes or no. So I started taking everything I could started like filling in at attorney's offices and working at, uh, you know, sales conventions and things like that, doing sales. And I started learning about myself. It was really cool. I'm like, I really love working. I love business. I especially love sales and I love people. And so at that yeah. point, I said, I'm going to put myself through real estate school, had enough money. And in the meantime, someone approached me and said, you should do some modeling. So I thought, what do I have to lose? I'll go ask this agency to, to sign me. I went to the biggest agency in our city and I was like, would you sign me? And they did. Fortunately, they made me walk down this runway. I act, acted like I knew what I was doing. I had no idea. Uh, fortunately, I had taken some dance, but um, anyhow, I did a couple of television commercials that ended up going national. So a year and a half from the time that I was turning over those food stamps, I was now working for the biggest home builder in our Valley with my real estate license. Yeah. I became the number one realtor and I'm getting these residuals, you know, like royalties because I had to join Screen Actors Guild because when you don't get enough book, enough money, they make you join the union, make you, which is like the best benefits in the world. So now my son and I have insurance and it was so amazing. And I, I kept thinking back to that moment, like, God, I'm so glad I didn't just sink into that place. It was so tempting. And, and thinking about like, what made the difference? Like asking that question and, and it's not just asking yourself those tough questions. Sometimes it's really like, you have to have the courage to answer yourself honestly, you know, yeah. take gut honesty with yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I, I love that story being, you know, my mom raised eight kids by herself. So being a single mom, you know, I can appreciate that where you're, where do you go? Where do you go to, you know, people, you're already being judged. You've already been judged oh, yeah, know, yeah. By, by everybody, you know, and so- you know, Mark, when you uh, when you talk about, by the way, just a station identification break, we're talking to Mark Hanson and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hanson, about the new book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Amazing book. Pick it up on Amazon or wherever you get books. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, that's yes. right. You got it. Pick it up anywhere you get books. They've written about 8,000 books between the two of them. Most people can't write one. So I'm just, I don't even know how, I can't even write an email without getting distracted by something going on around me. I don't know how you guys are writing all these books. But that's, that's a conversation for another day, maybe. But when you speak about God, Mark, in the book, I was reading through the chapter, Asking God. That was one of the channels that you talk about. Ask yourself, ask others, ask God. And when you talk about in your book, are you referring to Jesus Christ? Are you referring to a different God, the universe? Can you explain exactly what that is? Because, you know, when you put the word God, capital G, in a book, it's kind of polarizing sometimes. I was, I was impressed by it, but I was kind of wondering what was going through your guys' mindset when you put that in there. First of all, there's only one God, and Jesus is his son, and we're totally Christian. So... But what we're saying here is when Mother. you're asking God, let's make a practical so everybody listening, because this is a show with a simple uh, goal. And that is, we're saying, look, ask yourself, God, in me, what is my, God, what is your destiny for me? God, what is your destiny for me? God, is, what is your destiny for you? Right before you go to sleep, Sam, because your mind is born rich. You were born with 18 billion brain cells. And I know that a lot of people are hanging on by their fingernails. They're out of work and they don't think they'll ever get work or they're unhappy in their work. I got it. I've been there. We've been there. The, the, and you've been there, of course, with one of eight and all that and having four. But, the and you know, she's one of nine and I'm one of four. So 
and we got five kids in, in our blended family and six grandkids already. So we're big on kids. But when you ask that, your inner knower, when you go that deep, right, it permeates, penetrates inner spaces of your mind, you come up with the answer. And what we're saying is you've got to be ready in the middle of the night to have your little pen and paper and say to your sweetheart, hey, if Martin Crystal are telling the truth, I'm gonna wake up with a real revelation of what my destiny is. Remember, our book is called Ask. The bridge yep. from your dreams, bridge from your dreams yep. to your destiny. Now we're saying if you're alive, God gave you a destiny. And most people aren't happy they're not fulfilled. And the Bible talks going through a veil of tears. And this morning I wrote, I think we should be going through a veil of tears. It depends on your attitude and your perception and your perspective. And that's why shows like yours are so important. But you've got to be able to write down, my destiny is blank. Because everyone's got one. And ours is to help transform it. Our destiny is help everyone else find their destiny by learning to take the ask challenge and ask journey with us. And we even have a little book club that's free. Buy the book on Amazon, read it, get two of them, one for Christmas, give it to somebody, buddy up, go through the whole thing. You'll find out what your destiny is. And then join us at askthebookclub.com. It's free. And we're taking you through how to become a master asker. Askthebookclub.com. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. You got it. And how to be a master asker. Were you going to add to that, Crystal? I was just say, you know, Jesus, I, I think there are two important things. He was here to, to teach us, um, you know, that God is not in some faraway place. The, the kingdom of heaven is within, you know, God is yeah. within you. The only way God can express in this lifetime is through you. Jesus tried to tell us that over and over. And he also tried to tell us that, you know, about asking. He was teaching us about asking all the time. Ask and you will receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open. But we as human beings get shut down. We get, we get cut off from our source. You know, we, we cut ourselves off from our source because yeah. we're like, Oh, I don't know if I see any proof of that, but you know, this, this journey on earth is nothing but a faith walk. We, we need to just keep trusting and keep having faith. I mean, you better have, you have to have faith even if you get in your car and go to the grocery store that it's all going to turn out well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Why not embrace that faith and just know that there is so much good out there for you, but people get shut down in their asking journey. And in the book, we talk about how, you know, we all come into this world so perfect as children. We are uncorrupted in our, in our asking, our ability to ask. We want to ask for everything. We ask who, what, when, where. Oh what? yeah, they don't stop asking. Right? Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, we're so curious and we want to know everything. And we also are unashamed to ask for more, 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 right? Yeah. And that's beautiful. That is the natural spirit within us that we were created with. But what happens is depending on how we were parented or taught in school or our, the jobs we've had or basic life rejection just starts to shut us down. And it crushes that beautiful natural spirit ass out of us. It literally crushes it out of us. So then we become ashamed that we don't already have all the answers. We're ashamed that we don't know everything. So we don't want to reveal that. So we just hold back. And in the studies that we did, you know, most people are, who are so afraid to ask, they go into a situation, whether they want to ask for information, you know, help, knowledge, whatever, they go in thinking that they're going to be perceived as being ignorant, uninformed, stupid, or that they're going to be pushy and obnoxious. So yeah. we don't ask, we don't ask. But the studies show just the opposite, that if we're willing to ask to take that step, there's an 80% more likely chance that you will have your request wow. granted. And so there's really absolutely nothing to lose. Um, but Mark and I talk about that 
really heavily in the book because, and we call it the seven roadblocks to asking. Yeah. People are terrified to ask and they're shut down from their own curiosity. And we talk about each of those roadblocks and we give really great stories in the book about each of those so that you can learn. Because when you learn, stories are metaphors for us. You know, our brains think in metaphors, they think in patterns and a metaphor is a pattern. So when we read someone else's story, we can, we start to borrow those benefits and learn immediately. We can learn so much from others' stories. And it's just such a door opener to, you know, the awareness of what we need to change in our lives. Amen to that. I mean, I want to share with you, I want to touch upon your childhood conditioning, which is in part one of, of the book in just a minute to get back to what you were talking about. Because that's, I mean, look, as a kid, I talk about my mom raising eight kids by herself. I never heard ever in my life, I love you, not one time from a parent. Now, what I tell my daughters every time, every day, but especially before, hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. That's a big deal for a guy. That's yeah. a big deal for a parent who never heard that growing up. But that's how you kind of break those those generational patterns because now they will always tell their kids, you know. But I, I'll share with you, I sent an email out to my list a couple of years ago that, hey, I just want to proclaim, now that, proclaim my love for Jesus, okay? So imagine, internet marketer sends an email out. I had 40,000 people, had is the operative word, 40,000 people on my email list. And I said, hey, I just want to get it out there. I, just, I don't know why, I'm just feeling led to say this, but I want to let everybody know that my love for Jesus Christ, the Savior, and I gave my life to Christ in 2005. I follow him. But anyway, um, I also want to make sure you want to stay on my list. I don't know why I did this. I did, so I said, click the link to stay on my list. 39,000 did not. Okay. So I lost 39,000 people like that. I didn't lose. Here's what I did, though. I gained 1,000 amazing people in my tribe. And not all of them believe in God. Not all of them believe. They just said, dude, I cannot believe the like what you, <laughs> that you are that bold about anything anybody that's that bold about something they believe in congrats i'm staying with you i don't believe in god but i'm staying with you yeah so at, at some point you got to be convicted i mean you just can't go through this life every single day just not having any convictions whatsoever you gotta some at some point you gotta step and a faith that's never been tested can't be trusted to what you guys were talking about as well would you agree with that statement Totally. First of all, Thomas Paine, one of the founders of America and one of the great leaders said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. But we sure mm -hmm. see that a lot in politics. But let's go back to the spiritual thing. When Gilead, I think, is, you know, was said, you know, here's 10,000 men in the end. I think the number was it gets down to 30, 37 that really conquer the world. What you yeah. did is you got rid of all the dross and you, and you got the people that are going to stand strong. And, you know, what the Bible says, uh, one can move a thousand, but two can move, and you got the thousand to move, and two can move ten thousand. That's why, yeah. you know, we teach masterminding, which is when Andrew Carnegie read the Bible, he said Jesus was the first mastermind teacher. He had twelve disciples with him, and when they worked harmony, he had miracles. When one guy kissed his cheek, you know, Judas, which was a setup, you know, Judas uh, met an untimely un end. How's that? Yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> So getting a uh, part one of your book, um, as we kind of wrap, wrap, wind this down just a little bit. I mean, look, I could talk for 10 hours, you guys. It's so engaging and it just, you're so, you just, I can feel it coming through and the people are going to feel it coming through on the podcast. Thank it's you. evergreen. People will be listening to this 10 years from now, you know, um, ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Mark Victor Hansen, Crystal Dwyer Hansen, we're chatting today on the Everyday Saturday podcast. Part one of the book, when I was reading, you were talking about childhood conditioning. And the reason I'm staying with this is not just for me, but it's so many people I speak to have this lack of self-worth. They have this, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, 
this thing that's been following them since they were in elementary school. And these people are 45 years old. They, they can't shake it. Just, they, they can't shake it, you know? And it's like, what is it about childhood conditioning, number one? And number two, how can a middle-aged person finally, or any age, but for that matter, but I find it fascinating people, I'm 52 years old, that people that I know still latch on to some of the devastation back. And it could be as simple as somebody saying, hey, you're a jerk. You know, not even anything you know, that we would, you know, consider that bad. But how do you shake that and and go after and and feel the the self-worth to actually get up and ask and change your life and go towards and build that bridge from your dream to your destiny? Right. You know, so as a transformational life coach, I, I always teach my clients like, you know, we think we're kind of narcissistic as human beings. We honestly believe that everything that happens to us and around us is about us. And normally... Mm -hmm. I mean, almost never is it about us. So, and it's very difficult at first, you know, when you when you start to entertain this this truth and this reality, you go, well, yeah, but my mom should have loved me. My dad should have been there. Yeah. You know, should have, should have, should have. But the truth of it is, we're all flawed human beings. And um, this life is a journey. And some of us get really great parents and some get the suckiest parents you've ever- You don't seen. get to choose, right? You don't get to choose, but it's part of your path. And so- you know, it's part of your hero's journey. I mean, and you have to understand that uh, everybody is coming from the, they're, they're really doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness. When you start yeah. to tell yourself that, remind yourself of, if this pers person couldn't love me, even though if they, they were my mother, um, they actually were doing the best they can. That means they had no love inside. How sad is that? Yeah. They were more sad than you were. They were more devoid of, of any, any value, any self-worth than you ever were, you know? So it, when you look at it from that perspective, like people can only give and express what they have or what they've learned or what they've been taught. And so, so many people, you know, were never given that love, never taught that, never modeled. And so they, they can't give it. And so, but here's the thing we get to, ask for anything we want in this life. Yeah. So the minute you take charge of your own journey and realize that is their journey, I need to separate myself from that and actually forgive them. And, and, you know, I love guided visualization because you go into that quiet space of your own mind and just, you know, go to this neutral space where you can kind of hover above the emotions of it and say, that's, you start to feel so sad for that person. You start to feel so much compassion for a person like yeah, that. And if they were your mother or your uncle or your grandfather whatever, and, um, or an ex-spouse or something. <clears throat> but the important thing is to claim this life and, and to ask yourself, who's gonna live this life if I'm not going to? Who's gonna make the decisions on behalf of my greatest success if I'm not going to? There's no one, there's no one yep. that you, you're in charge. God gives us this great autonomy over our own lives. And he also, you know, we're created in the creator's image. so. We need to let go of the old baggage, someone else's old garbage, and start tapping into our own creativity. And it's just so important to go through these roadblocks because they're unworthiness, like you were talking about, which is the child conditioning, yep. naivete. You know, you just may not even be aware of what's there for you in this world. And there's so much more. And so that's why we need to start being curious and start asking more, you know, pattern paralysis where we're just getting stuck in the same place over and over again until we recognize it. Doubt, you know, which is that gray zone that we just can't get, I doubt anything's gonna work out, it never has, da, 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 da. 
Right. And then just fear, which is just the absolute terror of rejection. People just have that fear that if I get rejected, as human beings, we need love. We, we, we need love, right? We, right? we live for love. It, we thrive on love. So it feels for some people like if they get rejection, that somehow love's being withdrawn. And again, if we just remember, like when someone else can't meet our request or when we ask something, it really doesn't have anything to do with us. It's just where that person is at that time. Maybe they had a bad day, a bad week, a bad year, or we don't know what's going on, whatever torment or just whatever, maybe just some really difficult conditions. It's not anything super serious, but we just need to keep going with our own journey and, and keep asking the direction forward because every time you ask you know, yourself, others, and God, you ask a question, you get a solution. You ask another question, an illumination comes to you. You ask another question, a plan starts to form. And in this way, you start to forge this amazing path forward from those dreams that are sitting in your heart to your ultimate destiny. It's the only way. You don't have answers always, but you always have questions. So you need to learn to ask the right questions at the right time in the right way. I love that. I love that. I mean, that is, uh, you know, nothing is guaranteed, you know, yeah. and, cer and certainly nothing is perfect. So, you know, at some point in time, I think rolling with it, like you just described, that's a really, that's a really great answer. And off the cuff, you guys are like, so off the cuff. This is just, you, know, you, would think, you would think you'd be reading a teleprompter, you know. No teleprompter. <laughs> What's that? The teleprompter's in here. Yeah. We, we yeah. spent a full life doing implosion. So now we can do an explosion of great, inf hopefully it's great, insightful, wise information. Because our goal every day is, you know, it, it, we believe if you're made in the image and likeness, then you're here for two reasons, to create and contribute. And you're here to create and contribute. And for us, we want to help everyone transform using every piece of wisdom we got to help them find and discover their destiny wisdom, because everyone's got their own path. And, and what happens is most people say, well, you don't understand. I'm an engineer. I'm a medical doctor. No, no, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. That is what you do. It's not who you are. You guys also, um, and I'm just not blowing smoke. You look incredibly healthy. I got to ask. I mean, Crystal, I know you've written books, Skinny Life, Weight Loss in Real Time, and you guys are experts. So give me Give me a sense every day. What's your what's your workout routine? You're drinking green smoothies every hour. What are you doing? Like, what's your workout routine? Every we day? do we do a lot um, on behalf of our own health because, like, I mean, you look amazing, you guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. No yeah. one else is going to, you know. So exercise is super important, and it really is the fountain of youth. Um, you know, it prevents cancer. All of these studies are just a ton of studies out there, and it also um, gives you a, a really great. Um, state of mental health because it, you release the endorphins. It's so positive in so many ways. You just feel better. You get rid of toxins. So it's the combination of detoxifying, strengthening your body. So exercise is a must. And we love to get outside. We hike as much as we can. And we belong to a great club that we go to, um, to do strength training and stuff like that. Yep. We also sit in a sauna, um, you know, to, they, there's a lot, of, there are some great studies on sweating like in a sauna yeah. how much that detoxes you and gives you great health but the but the um diet part of it you know what you eat we've not we don't go on diets but just you know the foods we choose we try to get you know organic whole foods always um you know lots of green lots of vegetables we're so yeah. vegetable centric you know we we eat vegetables at least three or four times a day yeah um, every day and and um you know we'll get up in the morning we have a chlorophyll drink with lemon 
It's a detoxifier every single day. We take our vitamins. We make sure, I mean, take a ton of vitamins. It's probably yeah. the crazy amount, but like, you know, fish oils, <laughs> things for your brain, things that are, give you longevity. There's so much good stuff out there. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just staying in joy in any way you can. Um, this life is magical if you let it be magical. And it's too often, uh, and I say this as a transformational coach, it seems like the world out there is coming at us. And that's, we, we think that's our life. And it's, you know, we're ducking and dodging and trying to keep the balls in the air. And, and it's really not true. Your life experience is created right here yeah. in your heart and in your mind and your connection to everything divine. And yeah. so, you know, even if, if you've struggled with a relationship with God or the creator, I just challenge everybody to look around you at creation. It's so magnificent. It's so magical. If you look at every tree, I'm looking outside at this lacy mesquite tree. Like how did any, how like these beautiful leaves are formed. And then the bougainvilleas and the cactus, all this magnificent pieces of creation that we get to enjoy every day that we just often walk by. We don't, we don't stop for a moment and appreciate the magnificence of not only that part of creation, but you're that a part of that creation. You are so magnificent. I mean, if you could really see yourself at every level, your cells are alive, they're shining. We all have, yeah. light. I mean, under a certain certain um, equipment, you would see that your lives are shining. They're, 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 we're actually beings of light. And there, there's a sound, there's a musical vibration to ourselves. So when you start to feel badly about yourself, you just, and we, we write about that in the, in the book, Earl Nightingale wrote this whole um, thing. It was in the, um, Strangest Secret, no, um, what was the book he wrote? that he, he lists that, no. that paragraph. Anyhow, he talks about the magic of lead you. The lead, yeah, lead the field. Yeah, lead the field. It's incredible. You are incredible. You are a piece of creation. So get out there and move with other parts of creation and, and uh, imagine how you can connect to that more. You know, you mentioned looking outside at all the wonders of the world. I'm looking outside my window. My border collie is peeing in the snow. So, you know, I guess it's, it's all. Border collies. What's cuter than a border collie? That's. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that's, that's outside my window right now. You know, I guess it's all relative what you're looking at. The view could change no matter where you are. But I appreciate that. I love my dogs. I love my dogs. Uh, hey, I can still have. I mean, I appreciate your greenery. I appreciate your vet. Can I mix in a glass of Merlot every now and again, or do I got to be just, you know? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay. We just had the okay. best crab last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're that, because we're going to recommend to have you have him on your podcast. He's brilliant, and we just right. we had a, a phenomenal dinner with him last oh. night and his wife. You have to appreciate great wines and great food and, you know. Just not in excess, that's yeah. all. I mean, look, No, exactly, exactly right. Uh, first miracle, the big guy's at a party and mom comes up and says, hey, look, we're out of the juice here of the grape. He says, right. well, have the boys fill up the vessels and, and there's enough yeah. and a lot left over. Right. That's the abundance. It's always there for us. It is. Uh, all right. One last question. I know I said this last question. This was the last question to Mark because I love this story. Uh, you know, I've read your book back at forever. Uh, when I was in corporate in 1994 uh, or 95, Chicken Soup for the Soul came out in the mid-90s or sometime because I remember they used that as kind of like our sales Bible. You know, so what, what, what year did the first Chicken Soup for the Soul come out? June 28, 1993, sir. 93. Okay. So it would have been, yeah, our sales kickoff of 94. They brought that up. Um, can you just share the story briefly about how many times you and Jack were rejected for that story? That How many publishers you brought that to? 
Yeah, yeah. What happened is the big story, and I'll do it as quick as I can. Is 140. Oh, take your time. I'm I'm more respecting your time. Look, I got nothing going yeah, on. No, so well, they, they actually said hit the road, Jack, and that's a line you're familiar with, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and I said, look, it's okay with you guys, with me, if you don't like him, but you gotta like me. I'm love Jack's wonderful. You know, Doctor Canfield. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm just teasing. Um, 144, but then the, the coup de gras, which most people don't know, is our agent who took us, who is a nice, nice man who will go on name now, is from Ohio, curiously enough. And he said, I'm writing you guys. You guys are fired. You've exhausted me. You've wasted my time. Nobody wants your dang book or you guys, uh, you know, and they had all kinds of stuff. It's too nice and nice. It'll never work. The short stories yeah. work. We'd be doing short story books. And I kept saying, no, no, no. I wrote the subtitle. Uh, the title is always emotional chicken soup grandma gave you and mom gave you to make you well when you're sick. And we thought the soul of America was sick. We discovered the soul of the world was sick. We sold 374 million books in China where we'd worked a lot up until three years ago. Anyhow, um, agent fires us and that cost him at least $15 million because then I went out and we sold it. Um, you know, so it, the point is back to the question you'd asked Crystal that I didn't get to allude to and, and it fits here. What you think of me is none of my business. In other words, there are a lot of people that didn't like Moses and, and saying, hey, Mo, you know, you, you say you're listening to Big G here, but the, this isn't working. <laughs> Mo and Big Garden, G. You know, uh, at least when we were back with the Pharaoh, we got to eat on a regular basis and, and things ain't going so well now. So we're going back to the golden calf with Aaron. You go up the hill and see what you can come up with, commandments or something. Right. And by the way, I'm making light of a very serious subject. Yeah, because, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I love it. But the point is, is that every one of us gets rejected. And what you got to do is, decide to have sort of a Teflon body and know in your soul and your heart and your mind that, that you are invincible, that you are God's greatest masterpiece and that you're back to the self-esteem that Crystal's helped all of you build because she is the master maestro of transformational. She's done such magnificent stuff in her clinic and all that. Is it every one of us has is, is got to emerge and come out of the muck. That's the point. And, and every one of us is on this life journey. And the only way we could see, and that's why we wrote ask is it no one was given you right you said you didn't choose to be here but once you're here god only gave us two things we think one is imagination which no other animal creature has and two is the ability to ask and ask with perseverance and wisdom and you got to keep asking yourself what's next what's next what is my higher evolution and unless a book and you can get it in an audio form you can get it in all kinds of forms so we don't care how you get it but get it and go through it and really write out the answers to the questions, your life will start to transform. It's like, you can't, we are corporate symbols of butterfly, but you cannot look at a caterpillar, predict a cocoon and see that it's gonna emerge as a butterfly. And yes, 8 billion of us, the world's population are in a cocoon and we're gonna emerge sooner or later with, for whatever reason, one of which, what you asked about nutrition, we're total believers that if your immune system is strong, you'll have less chance of getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. You know, I've taken on a person. That's why I've got the, I wanted to ask you guys, I know you're experts in that crystal as well, especially because, you know, my wife and I went through a, a pretty big transformation health wise as well. And, uh, you know, it's challenging. Summer 2020 was very challenging for us. You know, like I said, my daughter already, we have challenges with our daughter that was born uh, with those types of challenges, but I think the whole world is feeling a little bit more stressed right now. Uh, exercise has helped my wife and I alleviate that and really position us every single day to have a better day, you know, every day has its challenges. Life ain't perfect, but boy, I'll tell you what, it sure is a lot easier to go through when you're well nourished and you exercise every day. So I'm 100% lockstep and barrel with that message. Uh, again, we're 
Wrapping up the interview with Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Guys, you guys are amazing, man. This was so much fun for me. Uh, I know this was a bucket list for you being on the Everyday Saturday podcast. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. It's true. But, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you can check that. You can check that off now. I got a chance to talk to Sam Crowley. So, you know, you can go tell all your friends at dinner tonight. Um, but Hey, thank you so much. This is, this is evergreen content. It'll be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio forever. I just want to thank you guys for all you've done and what you're going to continue to do for everybody in this country and all the other ones around. We need more people like Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal, as well. So from Cincinnati, Ohio, all the way out to Arizona and everywhere in between. God bless you guys. God bless. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. It was great fun. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.